welcome to the Business of Property Podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. And uh, we are recording uh, towards the end of April after several weeks of, of lockdown and still looking at uh, uh, a few more weeks probably to come. Um, and we thought we'd uh, we'd do a bit of a uh, an update episode, just letting... Uh, letting people know what's going on in our businesses, Stuart. So do you want to, to go we first did. and uh, let us know uh, what's been uh, what's been changing for you? Well, I think a lot's changed since our last update because in our last update, I think I was talking about remortgages, completing, yes, uh, completing uh, refurbs. And, you know, understandably, they have all, well, some understandably, some not, but have, have come to a halt so the remortgages were placed on hold because the banks can't reliance said that you know that they are prioritizing all of the mortgage holidays that people are requesting so yeah totally get it but my the, the, the remortgages were fairly straightforward but they've gone on hold with them and not just Kent reliance had another so on the refurb that we're doing we were refinancing out of a bridging loan onto a buy to let and you know they uh, they refunded me the the valuation on that because they're not going to conduct the valuation and that's now ground to a halt as Does has that mean the that they're, they're not so they've, they've said they're not going to do a valuation at all as in not even a desktop valuation you say it's ground to a halt, as in have they actually said they're not going to progress with it at all, or are they yeah. just oh yeah they've pulled it, or... yeah they've pulled pulled it. yeah so on the reef on the refurb refi so it's it's a it's a different bank to who we've got the bridging loan with they've just said we are no longer lending now funny enough right. I have I have got an email this morning to say that that might be changing but that's so precise mortgages they kind of just completely pulled out of the market Land Bay said that they were pausing everything i think what i'm hearing is that's starting to change but you know as you said on the intro you know we're looking at weeks of lockdown and you know from what i hear you know i think not not being pessimistic but being realistic we're probably looking at months of a form of lockdown it's just what what can we do the um the valuations i managed to get valuation just in at the end but then that's been you know, for another property, for a third property, and that's kind of been put on hold by the bank itself. And, you know, the works itself has stopped, understandably. You know, the you know the um, the building team have to look after themselves. But, you know, he was saying he could go in, but, you know, I don't, I don't think he can at the moment anyway. But but now all of the supplies have dried up. So I, I guess you could say it's, it's negative, but in my world, I kind of just accept things for what they are. Fortunately, you know, sometimes you have a little paddy, but you know, we, this is the world we're living in, the COVID world. So, yeah, so lots, lots changed in the last couple of weeks, actually. But I'm, I'm feeling quite positive about it and using the time to, to plan. But how about you at the moment? Well, just before I do my bit, um, yeah, you previously you had um, builders who uh, who were still doing some building work, but just socially distanced and but now you say they've they've stopped entirely and i think i've i've heard some larger builders are now getting back to to site and uh, now they've worked out their the sort of health and safety concerns and and 
changed processes. But uh, but you're you're working with a smaller builder, yes, and they've gone the other way. Well, they've gone the other way because they fell ill. So it's a small building team uh, of you know three or four people, but you know two or three of them became ill, and obviously the the others decided to you know stay home, yeah. isolate as well, which is absolutely the right thing to do. And oh, of course, know, yeah, yeah, been very clear with all of the team, you know, that health health obviously comes first, and clearly we've got guidance, and we're we're not. We're not in Southern America, so we'll we'll pretty much subscribe to the rules we're given and uh, and not protest on the streets. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's why that stopped. I mean, um, the, yeah. the okay, lead. That's, that's fair enough. That's uh, yeah, a rather uh, uh, different and sort of specific case, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the lead builder is doing what he can. So you know, a couple of bits have been done. I think we're, we're nearly there. I mean, it's the. It's the frustration is we're we're probably ninety five percent of the way done, and actually uh, the second point you just talked about in terms of valuation. So we had been told that we could get a desktop valuation, but again in the back of my mind I knew that that would be quite optimistic because you know if you think we bought a property for two hundred thirty thousand uh, six or seven months ago. And you're asking for a valuation that's over 100k higher than that. It's going to be very hard to get a desktop valuation unless the identical mm. property has sold for the price you're valuing at within a very short period of time. So, quite naturally, they yeah. said they need to do an internal valuation because they want. Well, they haven't said this, but they obviously want to understand that you know what we've said has happened has happened. Um, you know, we, we plan for that, so we've got photos and, and everything else, but. Um, it is what it is. I wonder if you could find someone who would do a, a sort of video survey, that kind of approach. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So currently you're uh, you're stuck on a bridge. Is that, that right? Yeah, well, I say stuck on a bridge. We we want we we fully intended to stay on the bridge until we sold the property, but obviously that was pre-COVID, and the bridge itself. Obviously, if, if anyone's got a you know residential mortgage or a buy-to-let mortgage, as soon as I say you know, it's it's over seven percent a year. Then you you're gonna swallow very hard. But actually, as a bridge, it's point. And in fact, I think I've got a let's say it's gone down. I think it's like point point five something a month, which is really really good for a bridge. That is actually. good actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quite um, often you you sort of uh, assume a bridge is going to be around the the one percent a month mark. So yeah, and the challenge for us why we were happy to stay on it. Because, again, just to, to explain the rationale is that, yes, we're on a bridge and, yes, you're paying more per month. But once you sell the property, you're you're just exiting the bridge and, you know, all of the fees have been rolled into the into the bridging finance. However, as we intend to now, once we go into another product, so once we go into a buy-to-let product, obviously we've got more fees to, to get that product. Most of them will have early redemption charges, our wonderful ERCs. Yeah. Um, we might find a product without ERCs, but then you're going to pay more for that. And equally, you're still going to pay fees around it. So all of this erodes the profit margin, which is why typically we would have just um, stayed on the bridge. But as as is ever the case, you work in the environment you've got. And so we're, we're looking for the buy to let. So, you know, is on my list of things to do today is to follow up and see what other options there are for us to, to get out. Because again, cash flow is a challenge at the moment. And that's why I was just thinking about where you're at with your sort of client base. Cause I know my cash flow is um, up against it at the moment. So I was just interested to hear about yours. Yeah. Um, so if we're looking at sort of the, 
the other side of the equation, the the tenant side. So far, I haven't had any um, unpaid rent. I have had some delayed rent. Um, so I have, well, uh, let's go through a, through a few of them. So there's uh, the last I heard from one tenant was that they uh, they weren't working, um, but they were in a full time job before, and they their, their employer hasn't actually worked out what they're going to do with them yet. So they're they're in a bit of uh, limbo still, which is unfortunate. Um, but they they said they're they're okay for for April's rent, and indeed they paid that. Um, so we'll have to see what happens for May. But um, uh, I've got another tenant who has been furloughed, and they're they're definitely at home not working. Uh, and then two other tenants who are both working but on reduced hours and reduced pay, and um, uh, one of those has said that because of that they were were struggling to to pay the rent on time. So they uh, they asked to split the rent, um, pay most of it when it was due, and then they caught up with the, the remaining element um, the following week. Uh, but of course, that's presumably then going to have been eating into what they would have been putting aside to to pay for May's rent. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. And something I have actually been uh, toying with the idea of. So it'd be interesting to see what uh, what you think, this, this Stuart. Uh, I've been wondering about uh, proactively giving my tenants a a ten percent rent forgiveness. So this would not be a uh, a rent holiday like the mortgage holidays which just rolls up and has to be paid later this would actually be a, a forgiveness um this isn't something i can i can afford to do long term but for probably a couple of months while we're, we're in sort of the worst bit of this hopefully the worst bit of it um it, it's something i've i i it, it won't break me <laughs> um mm. and uh, and i thought it might just be a a nice thing to to offer uh do you think this is a a good idea do you think it's even even enough if I was doing doing ten percent, or or do you think I should should be a a, a hard landlord and, uh, <laughs> and and try and uh, try and get every, every penny I can? Well, I think it's a I think it's a it's a genuinely nice good idea, and I think there's nothing wrong with you know trying to put your customers first. I think you know for me it's always about survival. So my business at the moment is is in survival mode, and I think you know, it sounds like you're in a slightly different position. And I think, you know, for me, something that you're doing just from a business perspective, let alone the human, you know, emotive element is a, is, is a, is a great thing to do and will engender, I think, a really positive response from the, the tenants. The question I have, you know, and I think if it's something you feel like you want to do, I think it's, I think it's something, you know, why not approach it? Um, the, the question I always have is, yeah, and I've seen this in my portfolio when a couple of the little properties, when the you know when the government announced that you know mortgage holidays would be available, etc., is that there's always going to be some people, a minority that take advantage of those situations, regardless of their own current situation. So I think it's probably you know you know the tenants and you know their situations, and if you think it will really help them, I think it's I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean. Uh- um, the last month, maybe the tail end of last month or the beginning of April, um, I proactively sent a mail out to um, all of my tenants saying, um, I know these are 
difficult times and I know some people may be struggling with finances if um, you're going to have any trouble with rent get in touch talk to me I might be able to um, help work out where the the, the government support is available or um, or we can work out payment plans and things like that and and all of my tenants did get back to me and all of them said well said the things I've mentioned already actually that they're in varying situations but they they should be able to to pay the rent if anyone had got back to me and said um uh oh I can't pay anything and uh and I hear there's a, a mortgage holiday so so of course you should be giving me all my rent for free um mm. that then I would probably be feeling less generous to to, uh, to trying to take a, a bit of a hit myself to help them out but I, I think I'm fortunate that all of the the tenants I do have at the moment are nice and um uh sort of responsible in in taking on their their, their or meeting their their commitments and things like that and, and well it sounds like seriously. um sounds like they are it sounds like you've got some really good tenants there which is always great and you know generally i think it sounds like you know you've been a, a really good landlord i don't know you know and getting ahead of it personally i'd think about maybe just following that message up then and just reaching out to them and just saying is there anything i can do to help and if one of them says we are going to struggle to meet the 100 percent of the the rent then then actually you already know you know that you can help them and just say well look i'll, I'll be happy to help out on this and because I, I just think that just even just the offer of help I, I think is you know a lot of people if they are experiencing difficulty and i've known this from my own situation is you know you're just very grateful that someone's offered and you, you might not need it and you might get through it i mean you know i rent myself at the moment and you know i haven't even considered um not paying the rent it's something you know i guess as a as a husband and father I see that as my first priority is is making sure we've got a roof over our heads. But like you say, you know, I, I had a tenant who unfortunately, um, you know, ran into difficulty last year, but has a tendency not to communicate, even though I'd really like to communicate. And and I could say this genuinely, and I, I know the, the tenant wouldn't be listening to this, but if we had a conversation and the tenant said, you know, Stuart, we're going to struggle and I don't see how I'm going to pay bills for two months, I'd say, okay. Do you know what? Let's work it out. We'll, we'll work it out and I'll work out a way where we can give you a two month break and we'll work out what happens after that. We'll sit down and communicate because, you know, and I know it's easy to say on a podcast and when we're just chatting, but I, I genuinely, you know, want to put people's health and mental well-being first because who really wants to run a business where you don't give a crap about your customers? Essentially, they're our customers. Yeah, right. And the... The more we can support our, our customers, our tenants now, then hopefully the the better situation they will be in when things start getting back to normal. Mm. Whether that's just in terms of general mental health, or whether it's in terms of uh, being able to to start getting back to work, and then being willing to um, to keep up with the the rent and things, and and as you say, potentially sort of prioritise that over other things like getting back to, to going down the pub and, and going out more and spending money elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And what I was going to say on that was that, you know, for me, because it is about the communication and it sounds like you've had a two-way dialogue, which is great. So they've not only have you proactively gone to them, but they have all come back to you, which again, surprised me that they, that they've all come back to you, but you know, the, the yeah, tenant, me in, too. <laughs> <laughs> but the tenant in question for me did not, you know, this, this is last year, just didn't respond, literally went into a shell, wouldn't respond to me, wouldn't respond to the agents, and, you know, I was quite clear with the agents, look, 
if she's having if the tenant's having difficulty i want to help um but i can't help if i don't know what's going on so when we hadn't heard anything for i think two months payments then i i, I had to say well look we're just going to have to take the you know you're going to have to follow the formal approach and that's mm. that's that's the last thing i want to you know it's the last thing any of us want to do as as you know business owners uh, property investor landlords because you know it takes time takes effort you know, no one wants to do that, but I, it kind of left me in a situation. But that—that that was my frustration was that, you know, and particularly in, in these, you know, the COVID time, none of us want to do it. Obviously, you know, the government's decreed that we that we couldn't anyway. But the point is, actually, if we if we communicate, stay open, and work together, we'll, we'll come out of this, and we'll, we'll all, you know, hopefully come out with better relationships. Yeah, I, I think people often have a, a tendency if they're get into new financial problems or whatever they're they're not um not used to that sort of thing they just sort of put up barriers and want to hide and don't want to admit it don't they so i think that can often be a barrier to communication which is, which is a shame because it means mm. other people can't can't then help them um, yeah I, I get it i mean I, I do get it you know if you're in a difficult situation you you can want to just shut the doors and close the blinds and i guess we have to acknowledge that but unfortunately you know once you're an adult you're paying your own bills you know, we're going to have to face up to things. And, and particularly when people are proactively reaching out to you, you know, we, we sent letters just saying, you know, just, just give us a call. We're here to help, you know, but. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, th- I think it's a very common thing, even outside of COVID times, as you said, and, and um, outside of sort of paying rent specifically, uh, whenever anyone's in, in sort of uh, financial difficulty, I mean, actually, I suppose perhaps more widely than that, when people have uh, other um, concerns, I don't know, addictions and things like that as well, it's often very difficult for someone to to admit that they need help. And and uh, I think the same is is true with financial problems. It's very difficult to admit that you you might need help because it's. Um, I think probably the, the concern is that people sort of look down on on you, and uh, uh, and no no one really wants wants to bring that upon themselves, do they? No, uh, it's uh, it's the first step to uh, to recovery and getting things sorted out. I think, isn't it? Just uh, admitting these things and, and accepting and and talking to people about them. It certainly is. It certainly is. You sound like a uh, a very good twelve step spiritual advisor. There is the first step. Admitting, <laughs> admitting, admitting is is the first step. Yeah, uh, and I have uh, no uh, no inside knowledge or indeed outside knowledge of of these things. So uh, I'm. Uh, I'm making up as I go along. Uh, so it's quite, quite good to know that I'm, I'm along similar lines as professionals. Um, I was uh, I was wanting to mention one other uh, slightly more positive thing uh, in, in my my updates, uh, which is that uh, I have been able to uh, get some coding done on on Patma and uh, a new new feature has has rolled out uh, in recent days. Which is an extension to the uh, stamp duty calculations. So, uh, one one of the things Patma does is provide uh, buy to let profit forecasts, and there's a, a very simple free calculator for this, and then um, which is completely open. And then there's uh, the option to, to sign up for a Patma account where you get some some extra features, and you can save specific properties you're you're considering and things from from Rightmove and Zoopla and stuff, and the the new feature now uh, supports Scottish and Welsh stamp duty calculations because helpfully they're they're different from the, the English ones, um, uh, and you can actually 
in, in the free calculator, there's an advanced section. You can now choose which country's stamp duty system you want to calculate based on. Uh, but on the um, browser extension and where that feeds through to the, the prospecting tool, where there's a postcode for the property, the system will automatically detect which country that postcode's in and use the appropriate stamp duty. Very so, good. Uh, so I thought I'd uh, slip in a, a nice little uh, Patma advert into this episode. <laughs> well, it's very useless. As I said to you, useful. As I said to you the other day, it's it's one of these tools, and you know you're not you're not paying me yet. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great to have these features, and obviously that extension has filled filled a hole for uh, many a property investor to to understand a little bit more about those properties that are online. So uh, good to hear you're still developing. Oh yeah, definitely. It's. Um... Uh, I, I thought that uh, it'd be good to uh, to try and double down a bit on on things during this this time. Um, some of the uh, some of the areas where my time would otherwise be spent have uh, stopped. Um, although there, there have been others, such as homeschooling and and generally dealing with with extra interruptions whilst homeworking that have taken some time and concentration away. Um, I've been trying to to get a bit more forward motion in, uh, in developments and improvements and things that have been on been on my uh, my list for a while so there, there's some more good ones that should be coming in the next few weeks as well but i'll, I'll save those for for other episodes <laughs> um one, one other relatively positive although of course it starts with a slight negative um thing i was uh i was wondering we might might bring in if you you don't mind Stuart, was your your recent medical experiences um because uh you uh you or your your family um had some some very very difficult things to deal with in, in the last few weeks but it uh, you had some some good experiences from that yeah definitely so yeah it was uh, last week wednesday night my uh, one of my daughters I've got twin daughters one of them had a pain and she'd given up chocolate for lent so we as as any any sort of really uh, empathetic parent did said well it's probably just because you started eating chocolate again just you know you'll be fine get to bed and she woke up the next morning pain was even greater so and she showed us where the pain was and it looked worryingly sort of where the appendix is and both my wife and I looked at each other we didn't say anything we just said okay let's just contact the GP essentially you know GP did a FaceTime did all of his examination over whatever the, the version of FaceTime is for the NHS and and literally confirmed it and said like you know she needs to go to A&E I'm afraid like now and my wife took her to A&E and just said it was, you know, really, really well run. Uh, segmented everyone, obviously, from anyone with a high temperature or, or INA, sort of coronavirus symptoms was was very much separate, used a different entrance. And and long story short is that night at 9pm, they operated on her and re- removed her appendix. And it was quite a nasty one, apparently, they said. And we've seen the photos, didn't look great. Of course, as parents, the last thing we... The last place we wanted, you know, one of our children was to be in hospital because of, uh, you know, because of the, the chance of getting these things. But, you know, they, they then let her know, go the next day. She's, you know, she's still in recovery, but recovered really, really well. But the experience, as you said, was just was just truly great, you know, in terms of the, how the doctor handled it online and over the over sort of FaceTime and, you know, talking her through things and just how the doctors handled the whole situation in the hospital, my wife said, was was truly outstanding so yeah i mean i'm just uh, i'm happy to wax lyrical and share my gratitude quite openly about it because of just how you know the nhs and more so the people in it are 
you know, really putting themselves forward every single day just to to ensure our well-being, really. So, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, when you mentioned that to me the, the other day, I thought that um, I thought it was really good to to hear how uh, how the hospital has been been adapting their processes and and making things still still work for everyone who needs medical attention. Really, so that was, uh, was good, and of course, uh, very pleased to hear your your daughter's recovering well at the moment. Thanks. As I said to you, she's so well, she started moaning again. So, so we know she's improving. She's, Has she started, started moaning- eating chocolate again? <laughs> I don't think that's happened yet. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think we've been that nice. I think. Yeah, yeah no, she's she's still in recovery. No, she's in bed for a, a couple of days, but she's she's been up and about now. So yeah. I'm so, sure. so you haven't tried to uh, to link chocolate to causing evil man a sugar free diet for the rest of life. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't considered that, Simon, but uh, clearly we're not as evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. I have to uh, I have to get my eldest in to uh, to another, do another cameo. He's uh, he's good with evil laughs. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> so I, like... I'm not quite as good at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, uh, I don't know. We should we should probably bring this to an end. We're we're at our, our sort of normal episode length. Uh, unless there's anything else you particularly like to uh, to bring up for for today, Stuart? No, I think you're right. I think we've I think we've hit the sweet spot of our timing. So um, yeah, I mean. If you wanted me to finish off, just for anyone that is listening, if you've listened this far, you're, you're obviously enjoying the show. So please do leave a, a rating or if you're feeling inclined, a review. It really helps us just to get the message of business of property out there. And we'd be very grateful uh, if you could do that. And as we always say, the uh, show notes for the show are on the businessofproperty.com.